0: Brittany here with The Wayward Lasses, reminding you to like, follow, and subscribe to us on all the things. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Come on, what are you waiting for? Did you do it yet? Okay, let's start the show.
1: We don't always have the ability to sit there with our kids, Um, and we want to be able to And I always like to make my disclaimer that if they're old enough, we don't have to worry about them putting the little tiny things in their mouths. Um, so usually about three and up, like let's, I I like walking away from my daughter and like letting her play with it and come back and see what she made and then doing my thing. But when I have time, um, you can, they're already engaged and they're, they're excited. And they're kind of distracted in the sense that if you're going to start sneaking in little learning moments, they, they don't see
2: that as teaching.
0: Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All The Things Podcast.
2: Real content encouraging. for real women. affirming, Love. Every age
0: and stage of life. Are you ready to get real with the Wayward Lasses? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Wayward Lasses podcast. I'm your host Brittany, joined by my sister Courtney.
2: Hello, sister.
0: And our mother Amy. Hello, ladies. Hello. <laughs> we forget. We always forget to tell people we we tend to do British accents every now and, now and then. So that that happens. Um, and today we have our very special guest Kaylee Clark. Yay! Hello. How's it going? Hello. Hello, hello. Doing well. We're so excited that you are here. And I'm sorry. It's Kaylee Clark Reed, right? Yes. And um,
1: sometimes I just abbreviate it to KCR because it is such a mouthful. <laughs> I I do regret hyphenating my last name a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought about hyphenating my last name, but my original last name was Master Mateo, and my new last name is Cunningham, and I feel like that would just be way too much. It's a lot, yes. <laughs> It's a lot, it's a lot. Kaylee is fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, like I said, we are interviewing Miss Kaylee today, and she is the owner of KCR Creative Kits. But before we dive into her business and her story, we are going to start off with some trivia, and I believe, Courtney, you've got that trivia for us.
2: I do. So the topic of trivia today is, it's movie trivia, and it's from the 2000s. Uh, so let's jump in. First one, which year? Did Lindsay Lohan's American teen comedy movie *Mean Girls* premiere? Oh boy, I can, can stay with um, the year ones if it doesn't work.
1: So who who gets the answer? Can anyone jump Two. in?
2: Yeah, anybody can jump
1: in. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say 2000, 2003.
2: Ooh, very close. 2004. You guys oh, are no. right in the ballpark. Goodness. You guys are right in the ballpark. <laughs>
1: That was actually my original instinct.
2: Oh, i got to go with the original instinct. <laughs> no. the original. No. <laughs> All right. Next question. What role did Renee Zellweger play in 2001, 2004, and 2016? They were romantic comedy movies based on the desperate life of a 30-year-old single female living in the UK. Anybody?
1: Bridget Jones's Diary.
2: Yes. There's
1: Bridget, Woo,
0: Bridget Jones.
2: Bridget <laughs> Jones. All right, next one. Brittany, you might know this. In which movie does unemployed Dewey Finn pretend to be substitute teacher Ned Schneeble?
0: Um, the name Dewey sounds familiar. Ned
2: Schneeble doesn't sound familiar?
0: Ned Schlie- Sch- I can't even. Um,
1: r- uh, Jack Black's. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, r- r- oh. Schoolhouse, schoolhouse rock. I keep wanting to say schoolhouse rock that's not that's not right. That's um,
2: it. You're right there. <laughs> what is it? I it know. is it. That's it. School,
0: house of House of, rock, of
2: rock. rock. School of Rock. Wow, I am impressed. T-
1: together um, we all
2: got that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here's an easy one. Uh who played the live action grinch? Jim yeah. Jim Carrey. Yes. Yeah. Well, very good. Um, all right, which office actor played their biggest movie role in the 2005 film 40 Year Old Virgin"?
1: Steve Carell. Yes. Oh,
2: Mom, Ma, you okay over there, Mom? <laughs> Mom's like. Mm. <laughs> I'll just smile. All right, I'll do a couple more. These seem to be nice and nice and uh, easy here. Which. Uh, movie was the one to bring Brad Pitt and Ange- Angelina Jolie together, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yes,
0: yep, Yay.
2: nice one. <laughs> I'm not
0: doing too it, good I'm anymore. Okay, oh, yeah, here's I
2: one, Brett.
1: That was like that was really the first time that they were in a movie together, I guess. Yeah,
2: hmm. I love that movie,
0: it it's a great movie,
2: such a great movie. Um, who played the iconic Captain Jack Sparrow starting in 2003? Oh,
1: Johnny Depp.
2: That's awesome. Good old Johnny. Good old Johnny. I gave you an easy one. All right. Let's look for something a little different here. Um, which 2008 comedy was based on two middle-aged losers becoming a blended family when their parents married?
1: Oh, stepbrothers. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You are killing it. Are we <laughs> killing oh, it? Kaylee won. <laughs> awesome. Kaylee
1: won for <laughs> <laughs> Movies were just really good in the 2000s, I guess.
0: They yeah. were. Do you a guys lot want to see really movies the 2000s? Let's do one more.
2: Alright. Who plays Lindsay Lohan's mom in Freaky Friday?
0: Jamie Lee yeah, Curtis. Jamie Curtis? <sighs> Yeah.
2: You guys are faster than
0: me. Good job. Good, <laughs> job, guys. good job,
2: all. Very good. Very Ooh, good. There's some good movies. That go back and watch some. Yes, we Kaylee love trivia. Went trivia. You did. <laughs> you were pretty amazing at it. It was a, a good, good uh, category for you. Yes,
0: thank you. I'll appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. So we're going to go ahead and hop into today's business, um, and as we get started, um, Kaylee, could you briefly kind of introduce yourself to our listeners and? Let us know just a little bit about you.
1: Yeah, so I'm I'm Kaylee, obviously. Um, long last name Clark Reed, but I am a, a new small business owner. But more importantly, my favorite title is mom. I've got two little ones. Um, my daughter, Eva just turned four in December. My son, Owen just turned one at the end of November. Um, and I'm married to, uh, James, my, my husband, my best friend. Um, we've got two dogs and we just moved out from the Austin, Texas suburbs to Greenville, South Carolina. So that happened in April and that's been a pretty big change, but also a very, a very fun one, um, and I'm a big um, proponent of female empowerment, uh, female entrepreneurs, all of that. Um, and I, I own KCR Creative Kits. I also have a full-time job. Um, and like I said, the two little kids. So I basically, I, I just am fueled by coffee. I I cleared off my desk. Otherwise I would I would maybe <laughs> pan around to show you how many coffee mugs are on my desk right <laughs> <That's> now. Um <awesome. laughs> Yeah, just uh, just living living the dream and sleeping very little, but it's it's great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now could you describe to us what KCR Creative Kits is, what it is hmm. that you're selling, and um how you kind of jumped into that. What was your passion behind it and why these, yeah. these kits? Well, um, COVID was a really terrible
1: thing, but it, it is what kind of pushed me into this because back in the the heyday of COVID, if you will, in the, in the thick of it, all of a sudden, my husband and I were both working from home and um, we had no childcare for my daughter, Eva, who then was around two. Um, and it was just a really big struggle to figure out how we were going to work and keep her entertained and engaged without being on a screen all day, you know, whether it be the iPad or the TV. Um, and I always like to preface by saying, when I talk about this stuff, I am not opposed to screens. Um, I would be lying if I said that I was a mom who didn't believe in screens or who didn't use them because I definitely do. But, um, we just found that trying to keep her busy was a challenge and, keep her busy long enough for us to get work done honestly and then I started to really worry you know our kids they're not in school and they're missing out on a lot of those really important developmental milestones because of COVID so I used to just stay up and go on Pinterest like a lot of other moms would do and I stumbled upon my own homemade or um, someone else's homemade dough play-doh recipe so we did it a couple times um and I eventually just kind of got tired of, of the mess and it being left out and then all the other stuff just everywhere. Um, so I got to this point where I just started keep telling my daughter, who's two at the time, so she listened about half of the time maybe, um, you know, hey, we're going to clean all this up and put it back into a container. Um, otherwise, it's going to dry out, you know and it just started to develop into a thing where I eventually started coming up with themes. Um, and we started doing weekly learning themes. So this week we're going to learn about, um, seasons and I would kind of do the, the Play-Doh and different activities related to that and then package all it all back up into kits. And then fast forward, we would, I would do that for her little play dates and, Parties to keep the kids entertained. Um, eventually, then moved out here, and um, there just seemed like th- no one else was doing that out here. So I thought, why not? <laughs> and um, in October, so not not very long ago, I uh, created the the business formally. And instead of just giving stuff to friends and family, I'm I'm now um, selling kits and doing a lot of vendor events, local events where I'll have a, a booth. Um, I'm hosting sensory kit bars, um, mm-hmm. for birthday parties, which is really fun and doing, um, school, uh, Valentine's, or I did a bunch of Halloween, um, you know, instead of candy, kids could give out little mini kits, um, and even uh, birthday party favors. So it's gotten, um, Really, really big and exciting for me. So that's that's a that's pretty much it. But um, who knows what will come next?
2: <laughs> Love that. That was super cool. I um for anybody who's listening, watching, Kaylee sent us ahead of time some of her kits and uh, let my kids play with them today, and they were so excited. And you know, like it's. The Play-Doh was amazing. Like I just, I could, I loved it. I loved playing with it. It was so soft and it was glittery. My kids loved it, and I just thought to myself, like, I wonder what they're going to do with this because we have Play-Doh, and they were just the package. The packaging was so cute, and they were just so excited to open something and just look what was inside. And we did the kinetic sand one too with the with the pirate treasure hunt, and they were like, they did this for over an hour. I was shocked. I was like, these little tiny kids. Right? And they like loved it. I really um I was so impressed that they, you know, like held their attention for so long. It was super cool. That's the goal.
1: Yeah. Um it's it's nice because sensory play is really big for development, so there um there's a lot to it that you you wouldn't think. Um, how important it would be, but it's really strengthening cognitive skills, um, fine motor skills, Mm -hmm. and creativity, which is so important. And all of that is really great. But sometimes on a Saturday, I I just will bust out a kit and I get to just sit and drink my coffee for (laughs) a little bit. And that's okay too. So a lot of the kits I like to try to have specific learning um, modules or activities behind it, if you will. Um, but I try to, to make it so that there can be a lot of different mini activities in some of the bigger kits and make it a a good experience. But I, my favorite thing is just seeing what each kid comes up with. It's, it's really fun. That's what I loved about the monster kits and seeing those pictures that y'all did. Um, it's really cute. Yeah.
3: So tell us about the kits though, Haley, is it, is this something that came about Is it as an idea of asking your kids? Is it something that you thought they would be interested? And then, like Courtney talked about packaging. How did you come up with this awesome, adorable packaging? <laughs> I just, I, when I opened my box, I was like, this is so cool. I don't know if I would have, you know, come up with something with a design like this. Yeah. So tell us about that. How did you, how, how did you even figure out how to do this?
1: I think uh, it's just all trial by error. You know, um, I have the Dollar Tree to thank for a lot of it, to be (laughs) honest. um, Making the dough is is kind of cumbersome, and I just would get a little bit aggravated when we would make it and then play with it, and it would get crusty and just thrown away or whatever. So I just found that if we could get it into the airtight containers that it actually will last for almost a year. Um, And I know crazy, right? And (laughs) um, what's different about that dough too, is the Play-Doh that we get from the store has a lot of preservatives in it. And obviously this dough does not everything inside of it is what you would bake with um, flour, salt, cream of tartar, um, Mm. coloring, obviously, and I'm oh water yeah so just really straightforward stuff so um, vegetable oil that was the last one and if it gets left out for a couple hours it's not a big deal you can knead it back together and the little crystallization which can happen if it gets cold too it's kind of sensitive but if you need it it will bounce back but maybe not if it's left out for a couple of days and um, when I was playing with my daughter let's say we we use dough one day and we were making a pretend forest, Mm -hmm. all of the forest pieces would, would go everywhere. And I'd be like going to the bathroom and I would see like a little pebble (laughs) or a little tree. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of frustrating. You, I, I was working pretty hard back in those days to try to craft all these lessons. So, um, I think that the first jar that I, that I had was leftover from some, um, some kind of makeup thing that I got. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, I literally just picked it up like, Oh, this will fit the dough <laughs> and all the other stuff and crammed it in there. So that kind of launched into the concept of theming everything. So ever, all the kits have their own theme, you know? Right. Um, but as a, my whole goal here, the business model, if you will, is twofold. Like I want the, the children to have a great experience and, all of that. But I also want to be a friend to parents. So the concept is, Hey, we're going to have this kit and you're going to play with it. And however long you want to play with it. And when you're done, we are going to shove everything back in here because if we can, and then put it away, you'll be able to play with it again in a week or a month or a year. Um, and you can kind of just cycle them in and out. So we have probably at this point, Maybe about twenty or thirty different kits just hanging out in my craft room. And so when she's bored, I just send her in there to grab one. Mm. So um it all just very trial by an error, you know? Yeah. So
2: that that's my favorite thing about it though, is that you again, I have I have three kids, but my two little ones were playing with them and it was like we had to quickly all right, we had to clean up quick and get ready for bed, and it was just boop, put it right in. And I, and yep. I could just throw it in my bag, the diaper bag or their backpacks or whatever, and they could just take it out and play with it and make something completely new. So it's yeah. so creative.
1: Yeah. That's, um, that's funny. Cause I, I did a pop-up event at a coffee shop once and these, these folks were there, they bought a kit for their child on the spot. And then they came back to me after when they said, I think we just had our first day date in like. <laughs> weeks, months, because he sat there and just played with that and didn't even talk to us. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's I don't know, point. something about, um, <laughs> like you said, the packaging, you know, they, kids will open it. and am like, oh, this is just so, so cute. And yeah, I don't know, it's just kind of a funny thing. Um, but even my, my, my cousins got a almost four-year-old daughter and then a 14-year-old daughter. And so the 14-year-old, she's very hands-on with the kids. Um. And sits there and plays with them. And when I bring them kits like Thanksgiving, we did a make your own turkey kit. I always bring an extra for her because she gets into it too. Um and she plays with the kids. And I'm like, Hey, don't worry, I got one for you too. We all it's not just for kids, we all deserve a moment to just kinda tune out, you know? And um so I usually I usually have something by my desk. I have the past couple of days I was hanging out with this is Olaf. So <sighs> I just... It's
2: cute. Yeah, here's my
1: guy. He's sitting here with me. I love that. It almost yours almost reminds me of Peppa Pig. That's so cute. Yeah,
2: it does, Brittany. <laughs> That's where we got the hello sister yeah.
0: from. Yeah, That's
2: what she says hello sister.
0: Yeah.
2: So. Were Were you a teacher? Because mm. there's
0: you were. <laughs> I was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Before, before, yeah. <laughs> before COVID. I, I love that. Yeah, I was a teacher too for seven years, public high school. And oh. I can just what what did you teach? What area were you? Second grade. Okay. So I yeah. you can just totally tell because there's I mean, I've got so many things I wanna say. Um but the I think I'm gonna start with this. It is not just for kids because I have like I have three kids here. I ordered um the pirate treasure one and the dinosaur one mm-hmm. and then i told her there is eggs that you can hatch guys so i'm going to crack it open and then there's like little oh there's a little baby dinosaur and I how did you I tell me that so you. It's, just, mine. <laughs> it's just awesome and I have it sitting here and I noticed today while I was at work instead of like picking up my front phone and scrolling I took out one of these kits and I made my little Peppa Pig guy and I started setting up my little dinosaur scene and they have yeah. a, they have a watering hole and there's a little treasure <laughs> area and I just it's just oh, I just so love so it funny. I have it by my desk and I use it um but I noticed uh with the pirate treasure one that you have like um, this little, this paper that came with it. And it kind of points out to parents like, Hey, you should try to do this with them, have mm-hmm. them count this, have them, you know, search for that. And I just love that you've been, inc- I could, when I, when I started looking at this, I was like, she's got to be a teacher because there's so <laughs> much, there's so much into yeah. it that re- that really does bring out the sensory of it. And it has them, you know, uh, not just give them the ability to be creative and do their own thing with something that's non-hazardous, but be able to, to use something educational out of it. And I, I really do love that. I love that you incorporated yeah. the educational aspect of it.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I really, I want to get to the point where I, I can do something of that nature with all the kids. My, one of my bigger goals is um, a subscription. So mm-hmm. being going down more of the subscription services route, but that, you know, that takes a lot of planning and such, but then that would afford me the opportunity to have more, um, content and, uh, it's, you know, the, they're, they're meant to be, I think we all need to recognize that it's, oh that it is okay to say like, we don't always have the ability to sit there with our kids. Um, Mm -hmm. and we want to be able to, and I always like to make my disclaimer that if they're old enough, we don't have to worry about them putting the little tiny things in their mouths. Um, Mm So usually about three and up, like let's, I, I like walking away from my daughter and like letting her play with it and come back and see what she made and then doing my thing. But when I have time, um, you can, they're already engaged and they're, they're excited and they're kind of distracted in the sense that if you're going to start sneaking in little learning moments, they, they don't see that as teaching um, or, Uh, sometimes my daughter gets annoyed with me when we're reading and I'm like trying to push her with those pre-reading skills. I could tell she, she knows what I'm up to. And she's like, oh mom. Um, (laughs) But if she's playing with hands-on stuff and I'm like, wow, which, which egg do you think is, is bigger? Um, Those are actually really valuable teaching moments for especially the little ones. And we can be kind of sneaky. It's like the concept of sneaking vegetables and fruit into things, you know. Um, so the um, the the treasure hunt one was that's my only one that has kinetic sand. But I'm obsessed with kinetic sand, and I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do a couple more with kinetic sand. Yeah, it's a little bit messier, but I but I love it.
2: I love kinetic sand too. I love to play with it. Um, oh yeah. It's so interesting that you brought that up because I'm actually like in a standstill with my four-year-old because he's a little too young for preschool because he was born in December. And so we're working with him. Oh, and- we have that in common. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So yeah. We're, having, we're having like difficulty and I'm trying to get him ready for kindergarten and he's just like tapped out. He's like, nope, I'm done with whatever you have for me. I'm not doing it. And wow. I never thought of using a sensory kit or Play-Doh or Kinetic Sand like- as a, you know, learning experience. It just never like clicked for me. So you've helped me with that even just in our brief conversation, because I'm going to try it with him. He was so in tune and so excited about playing with this little kit today that I'm yeah. like, I'm excited. I'm yeah. like, <laughs> wait to try it.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. That's, um, it is, it's, it's an interesting age. She was, uh, I noticed she was just like really ready to sit there and and hear everything I had to say around like two or three but four or five they really um start developing those stronger personalities Mm, and that's
2: a nice word for it
1: um yes (laughs) 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 but if uh our five senses are a big deal to us as as humans you know um I'm, I, I, I taught second grade. So, I mean, I'm not, it's not like I was a high school science teacher or something and I have a background in this, but um, if we can, uh, if we can appeal to those five senses, um, it, they're going to be more willing to sit and absorb like the little, little sponges that they are. So um, make it fun. You know? Yeah. They're, they're only kids once they just got to make it fun and self it, part of this is selfish too, because I, um, I miss, I do miss teaching I'm and, um, creating like the lesson plans and stuff, but just the little, the creativity to it. For some reason, my, my daughter right now, she loves everything that's cute and little, the, the tinier, the better, <laughs> the teeny tiny Legos, which is so much fun having a one-year-old that, follows her everywhere everything is teeny tiny but um I have a lot of fun picking out the different accessories that I'm gonna put like with Olaf here you, it, what, how excited I was when I found these sunglasses <laughs> y'all y'all would think that I got a new pair of shoes or something I um <laughs> I geek out over it and I think it's okay to to let ourselves get excited about silly little things like that
2: yeah yeah. So,
3: do you have do you, a favorite kit? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. I would, of all the kits, I'm like, I'm looking on your website. I'm like, I like this. I like that. Is there one <laughs> in particular that you you love?
1: Yeah, I don't. Oh gosh, and I don't even. I don't even have them all up there. No. Um, oh. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I need to get them all up there. Um, I think that I just put it up there, but I, I really like this fairy gnome garden kit that we just started doing. I made a, a prototype because I'm going to go to a, a Renaissance festival and, and sell them in June. Um, and I, I really like that one because it's just all the cute little things that go into it. And, um, my daughter's been playing with that one a lot lately and she, I love, I just like hearing her make up little stories and <laughs> the unicorn talking to the gnome and the butterfly or the, um, the ladybug the is bumblebee. missing oh. and we need to go find it. And just, um, that one she's gotten really into, which makes it kind of my, my favorite
0: kit.
3: So. This is, I love this one. This is awesome. I'm going to have to order
0: something else. <laughs> I love you, but my mom, my mom loves gnomes, so I'm so glad that you mentioned that you are starting a gnome I don't
2: know if you see her little gnome sitting on top of her microphone, but
1: <laughs> that's, that's funny. My my husband um, is giving me some grief lately because oh. I uh, it's been hard to find gnome stuff that's tiny because a lot of the like gnomes are um, a lot of people are decorating with gnomes. I don't mm-hmm. know if y'all have noticed, but. <laughs> I have like 20 tabs open on my web browser and, and they were all like researching gnomes. He's like, what is with you and gnomes right now? Like, <laughs> well, I gotta, I gotta find the right one. So it needs to be the
2: perfect gnome and nice and small. <laughs> They're cute. Yeah. So cute. It's that. awesome. Brittany, did you have a uh, question? Sorry, go. Yeah.
0: I just wanted to know you, you kind of talked about how, um, you know, you went from being a teacher to be, um, now you work from home and you have a full-time job in your side mm-hmm. business. Could you talk to us a little bit about the difficulties and struggles that you had, um, I guess, starting up your business and you kind of overcoming of that and, and getting to the point where you've got this, you know, website now and you're selling and you're doing all the things that you're doing now.
1: Oh boy. Um, I think that I am, actively overcoming some obstacles still, you know. Um it's a really big work in progress. And um I've I've just leaned into community a lot. Um meeting people and just trying to be vulnerable enough to just say I'm I'm new. I don't really know what what I'm doing um and asking for help has been really, really important. Um, setting up the Etsy shop was hard, hard for me. Um, a lot of times my creative brain is a little bit stronger than my, like logistics part of my, my brain. Um, so time management (laughs) has been a really big thing that I've had to get better at and, and overcome. I mean, just as uh, like y- y'all can attest to just as moms, you just, you feel like you constantly have so many balls that you're juggling in the air. Um, and taking this on and making this passion of business in October, I I knew, I, I already knew I, I didn't exactly have time for it. Um, I just kind of had to make time for it and be okay with having a messy house. Um, be okay with the fact that I kid you not, my Christmas tree is still up. My lights are not turned on, but my Christmas trees, I'm glad I'm not alone. Um, I can't I just I can't juggle all the balls every day one is gonna drop and I've just I'm kind of learning to um, rotate which, which balls I'm going to drop that day and which balls I'm going to hold on to and um, be, be okay with that because I, I don't know about anybody else. I haven't found a way to, to make it, to get it all done. Um, I'm not sure if that completely answered your question, but that's about how um, how fried my brain is at
0: this point. No, I think I think that makes perfect sense because I think as a teacher, we are expected to juggle every single ball. And I think as teachers, we do a very good job of doing that, but I leaving the field. Um, I feel like I, I I'm agreeing with that more. There are now a lot of balls that I'm juggling. Cause I have, you know, a small little Etsy shop. Um, I have two little Etsy shops and we do the oh, podcast and I'm yeah. doing a side business with my mom and I have a full-time job and I have all of these balls that I'm juggling now. And I agree. I like that you put it that way, being okay with the fact that a ball is going to drop and and still getting on with the day and kind of picking and choosing which ball you're going to drop that day because we can't be perfect and I think it's yeah. important to kind of point that out and be okay with the fact that you know it's okay that we're not perfect.
1: Yeah, I have um I have a unique twist too because I, I my son's home so my daughter goes to a like a pre pre-preschool program but um, my son's home with me and I, I work from home and I work in the fintech industry. So I work for a financial technology company. So, I mean, it's, it's, um I, I do a lot of training, which is, it very much speaks to the teaching background, of course, but um, there, uh, my schedule is, is flexible and I, and I love that job. I really do. And I, I have a babysitter that comes and helps me during my busier parts of the day, but, Um, like today, um, I was supposed to, I had an hour carved out to do a project and like my, my son is, is sick and he just needed extra cuddles and
0: Mm.
1: like, okay, you know, that, um, that project's just not going to get done today and I will figure it out tomorrow and it'll be okay. I I think it's just a lot for me, it's a lot of like in the moment decision-making, like where does my time need to go right mm-hmm. now? And I don't always make the right decision. Um, but dealing with the consequences afterward, if that makes sense. Um, you know, some, sometimes I also have to prioritize work and yeah. I can hear my son crying with the babysitter and I know that I could go help them, but mm. I have, I'm like, well, I have a meeting with my CEO right now. And I mean, I, I need to do that. Um, and it hurts and it kind of, it sucks in the moment, you know, when Mm -hmm. you're not able to do it all. Um, and I'm really hard on myself, but I, when I'm having conversations and talking about it, I realize, you know, it's, uh, my, my kids are getting a mom that's pursuing a passion. And I feel like that ideally that is going to give them a better mom than, um, you know, does that hopefully that makes sense, but Mm -hmm all about making those, those in in the moment decisions. W- what am I going to do with my time right now? What's most important and just fingers crossed it works out.
2: <laughs> yeah. But what you said is so important because like we're talking about having so many things to juggle. It's so easy to be, get so overwhelmed, especially as moms. So I, just even hiring a babysitter, asking for help. Like I think moms, you touched on it a little bit, but moms have to be okay with saying, you know what, I can't do it all. And that's okay. Yeah. It doesn't make me less valuable as a mom. It doesn't make me weak that I have to ask for help. And yeah. I, that's so important. It's like so important to talk about that, I think, because it's, um, there's a lot of pressure on moms, especially to, especially during this time where every, a lot of people I know work from home as well, and they're doing the same. They're trying to juggle home life and work. And it's like a whole yeah. new era of work-life balance that people are trying to it figure is. out. And it's even yes. more so, like, easy, easier to get overwhelmed, than I, I mean, for me, than it was, like, in the past. So I think that just what you just said is is great advice for anybody listening. Like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to hire that babysitter if you need to. It's okay to yeah. be present in the moment and say no when you need to say no and set those boundaries. Um, yeah, I that's not talked about enough, something that's so important, I think.
1: Yeah. And I, and with having a full time job and in my company, I am, I've been there for a while. I was the first mom, so it was like the first real maternity leave. The first when I had my son, I was the first mom, and since then we've we've grown. So we've hired other other women that do have children, um, but you know, maybe a couple times I was a couple minutes late to a meeting or something, and I um, I would just apologize and say like. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a couple of minutes late. Like, let's get to it. And, um, I get my work done. So no one would ever say like, oh, this is an issue. But I always thought to myself, if they asked, and I would just say like, I, I'm a, I'm a mom and then I had to, I had to deal with this. Um, and That, that's just, that is what it is. Like at the end of the day, the, my babies come first, (laughs) no matter if it doesn't serve my rule of thumb, that helps with all the decision-making and stuff. If it doesn't serve me or or my family, I'm out. So
2: yeah,
3: that helps. So if you don't mind me asking, is your company, um, relatively small? Is it uh, a large Mm -hmm. company or? There's like,
1: there's about almost 40 of us now.
3: And it's just, so it's just like in the Greenville area.
1: No, we're, we're based out of Philadelphia and, oh. um, all over the place. Yeah.
3: Hmm. Cause okay. it's a,
1: it's a software. So any, any financial planner can use it all over the country. So all of my, my, my coworkers, everybody is spread out. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's like the way that a lot of things are just nowadays.
3: Yeah. The so. only reason I had asked that is because you said you are pretty, the first mom on your team in your company. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Or your team? Company. A company. So yeah. I think, I th- I, I, and I was asking about how, how large your company is because oftentimes, and you may be the one who's actually paving the road, is the culture right if you don't have that many moms in the company mm-hmm. then people don't necessarily know how to react or how to how to give you that time that you need or yeah it's okay if you're a few minutes late not a big deal so whatever yeah. that culture is and you may be the one like i said to pave the road to say hey guys i can still get my work done and you know devote time to my family devote time to my kids it's okay i can make it work right yeah. um and if you have a culture that actually fosters that and 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 let you grow in that, then that's definitely a place that you will thrive in and grow in, if if anything. So, and if it's not, then, you know, I would look for a company that actually fosters that type of, you know, that that type of environment.
1: Yeah. And even um, long before I was, I was teaching, um, I had a job where I was making a really big salary, and I was doing very well, but it was extremely stressful. Mm-hmm. And um, it was when I when I was pregnant with my daughter, and uh, it was it was just bad. It was very toxic. And at that time, I was I mean, working in finance. I'm used to being one of few women. Um, and no one really like understood or respected those types of boundaries and things like that. So when I had her, it's goodbye and went yeah. into teaching because I always wanted to be a teacher and being a mm-hmm. teacher is a lot more family friendly. And that was all great until COVID happened. And that's its own little <laughs> long story. But um, <laughs> yes, my, my, my current company is like phenomenally supportive and my boss is um, single and Mm -hmm. he doesn't, and he, he's not ever going to really like get it, but he supports me. And he knows like, if you want something to get done, I'm sorry, but have a mom do it. Like we just, we we, like, we get it done, you know? So (laughs) I think, I think he's, um, you know, you, you, I have proved, proved myself, but, um, I absolutely love it. And you're, and even with the kids, like even when I'm working at doing vendor events and I'm representing my business, which I take very seriously, like I'm still a professional. I mean, half the time I've got, I I will only go to events where it's, well, of course it's going to be kid friendly, but where my kids can go and have fun. I'm going to have, have one on my hip. The other one's going to be running around talking to customers and sort of like, if that's, if you're going to be a customer and that's kind of weird for you, you should maybe go keep walking because this is, um, this is a family business and, um, that's
0: that's just kind of how I see it all. So I know you said this was a long story, but I'm just curious. Um, so you left during COVID teaching. Yeah. Yeah, I left in 2021, 20, and I feel like we probably left
3: for very similar reasons.
1: <clears throat> yeah, um, <laughs> I, w- yeah, COVID just it made it so hard. Oh my gosh, I I don't know if you experienced this, but it took it just zapped all the fun out of teaching. And um, when you were, I I was spending like 70 percent of my day washing hands, um, which we know why we did that. But um, I also. I sort of, a, I don't want to say caretakers. It's a little bit more aggressive, but I, I play a really big role. I have a very close relationship with my grandparents and, um, we've back in Texas, we lived on the same street here. We live a little bit further apart now, but, um, we're very close and they were very high risk. They still are. And they, they, we, um, we played it really safe for a long time to sort of protect them, especially before the vaccines were out, et cetera. Um, And they, they ended up getting COVID this past September and they were both hospitalized. They're fine. Yeah. They recovered and they were okay. But, um, teaching seemed like a not so great fit for them being very high risk. And then my Mm. daughter being really young. Um, and then this other position fell into my lap and it just gave me so much flexibility. I, I just couldn't say no. Um, yeah. A big believer that everything works out as it should, so um, or as it's meant to be. So, um, but I one day I I would like to go back to teaching in some capacity. But the kits do allow me to do that, so Mm -hmm. um, it's been great to find that that outlet. I miss all the hugs though,
0: you don't get as many of them. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) and I imagine do you know doing online teaching or having to changed the way you taught with, you said second grade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that had to have been, I mean, at least with the high school, you know, yeah. they're on their computers, they understand how to do that. But when, you know, in second grade, just like you were talking about, you're, you're learning a lot of things. Everything is hands-on. You are working with the senses and mm-hmm. to have it all taken away, essentially, I imagine made your job very difficult and everyone's job very difficult. Who was,
1: you know, an elementary school teacher.
0: Yeah,
1: it was sad. It was yeah. sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really hard job, and you're like, I really, I really actually need those those hugs to
2: keep me going, yeah. you know? Aww. Aww. That's yeah. awesome, though. I mean, getting hugs from your students. I don't think you got hugs, did you, <laughs> Brittany? <laughs> <laughs> did you? You did? Yeah,
0: I got hugs. I got a lot of high fives. You were a
2: fun high school teacher. Sure, oh, yeah. She yeah. really was. I,
0: was I really great. did enjoy my job. I really loved being a teacher, yeah. um, but towards the end of it all, it, it just... What did That's you a whole teach? Another conversation. I was a high school Spanish teacher.
1: Oh, Okay. Yeah. So, um, was that a requirement? What or was it? Sort of an elective.
0: Um, it's an elective, but if you wanted to go to a four-year university, you had to have two years of Spanish language. or a foreign language, and all yeah. we had was Spanish. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh wow! So you so, and in that role, did you you taught multiple grades too? I imagine, right?
0: Yeah, so nine through 12, uh, three different class periods. But I was very interactive in my class. Like we had interactive notebooks. We did a lot of partnering. We sang songs for like everything. (laughs) Uh, We had like hand gestures for things. Uh, So yeah, when we switched with COVID and moving everything to online, it took a lot of that out. Um, So it took a lot of research on my end to figure out how to still make things interactive and fun through an online ex- experience, mm-hmm. which I did figure out. And I, you know, felt it was pretty successful with that. But honestly, I think for me at the end, it was, it was the parents. Um, mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff coming down through administration and, and just what everyone um, o- outside of a teacher in school position, their opinion of what you should be doing and what should be happening in your classroom when they've never actually been in the position before, it all just kind of came crashing yeah. down. I was like, you know what? I can't, I, I, I can't <laughs> need
2: some sensory kits, Britt. That was what he you were missing.
0: I sense
1: I sense a trend and something that I just um I want uh, a lot of this is is a passion for me and I, but a lot I do I do for my kids. I want my daughter to see um what it's like to be an entrepreneur and um I also just I really do want this to be a full, like full time support my family with it one day, um, because I think you if you want something and you want something to be on your own terms, like I want to I want to teach on my terms. I don't really want you to tell tell me or follow your regulations or anything like that. Um, you kind of just have to go out and get it or do it yourself. So if you like, if you like with y'all's podcast, you want you saw that not enough people were talking about the in-between moments. They were just like talking about, oh, I, I wrote a best selling novel or, you know, that, that part of it. So, so you went out and made it. And I think that's just, that's what I want my kids to see, but especially my daughter. Um, yeah. You just, you can't really rely on anyone to increase your salary or yeah. um, so you got to go. Do it for yourself, even if, yeah, even if you're sleeping four to five hours a night, you know, (laughs) it's all, that's how you get it done. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: for your business, back to your creative kits, could you share with us, do you have any, um, goals for 2023 that you'd like to share with our Mm -hmm. listeners or things that you're trying to accomplish?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I had mentioned it sort of at the beginning, but, my, my big goal is to establish a subscription service. So um, to, and, and I wouldn't stop making, um, I can't find a better word right now or better term, but like one-off kits. I wouldn't stop producing those and being able to sell those at um, vendor events and pop-up shops. But um, I want to be able to offer a subscription service uh, to where, parents can get, um, a bigger kit. And I I thought I had my prototype nearby. Um, I'm working on a a prototype, uh, pizza kit. So it's a, it's a bigger subscription, um, more, more subscription service, like big, big box that comes with, um, a lot of stuff to really make a big experience like a chef hat, um, Mm. All the different dough to make oh your own pizza. Um, I'm designing like a placemat, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna scale a little bit bigger with the the concept of the kits. Um, I'll still have my cute containers in there for storage, <laughs> but I'm gonna <laughs> nice. scale bigger and I'm gonna um, work toward creating a community where I can have those teaching resources available. Um, and try to do that electronically to save some trees a little bit, um, and so that's a really big goal. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's that's really is. the by the end of 2023, um, I'd like to have have it scale just a, a little bit bigger um, and keep up with my in-person events because the community aspect for me is just really important.
3: So yeah. you touched upon it briefly. I just wanted to um, go back to it for our listeners in case they didn't catch it. Advice. Advice that you have for our listeners that are starting out with a, a new business and then juggling having young kids. What is some advice that you have for, for our listeners out there?
1: Um, I would say – Find a way to involve your children um, mm. and your family, and don't isolate yourself or shut yourself out. Of course, for for me, it's easier because what I am doing is is completely kid centric. Um, but I try, and and at times it can be completely aggravating and counterproductive to have my four-year-old help me with kids, Mm -hmm. but I, I do involve her, um, because it helps me feel like if my family is involved, this is a family thing and I'm not completely taking my time away from them. Um, and it's family oriented. Of course, that's a little bit tougher. If you were to do something like, um, go back to school to become a CPA. Um but I think so often we we don't talk about what we're doing with our kids.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if I was doing something like going to be a CPA, like I would stop and explain that to my daughter, like this is why I'm doing this, this is why it's important. Um and find a way to involve her even if I was sitting there and I was having to study for licensing I would sit her next to me and give her a pretend book to pretend that. study yeah. um, that's that's my advice um, but also to to uh, establish boundaries mm-hmm. so it's just really easy to get consumed um, I this happens to me like every day this right here yeah. so easy to get sucked in and I find okay. it. It happens like every day if I'm doing bath time because I, because of multitasking. So that, and that answers another question. How are you getting it done? Well, I'm multitasking a lot. Um, I'm doing bath time with the kids and I'm sometimes on my phone responding to questions on Etsy or whatever the case may be. And my daughter will call me out on it. And so I do try to establish boundaries
3: yeah. and it's
1: really hard and I fail yeah. about half the time. Um, but so to, to answer that question, I, my two biggest pieces of advice is to try, try to make the boundaries, even though it's hard to detach anytime mm-hmm. you're a small business owner, cause you can't turn that off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: No. um, like y'all know if you're, you're engaging, looking for folks to, to bring on here or anybody, you can't, there, it's not really nine to five. You don't yeah. turn it off. I can have a boundary with my full-time job. I can very much show, yeah. like literally shut my office doors and walk away. But with this, um, I've, uh, I've completely exhausted myself signing up for too many vendor events. Um, I've stressed myself out and I have. Uh, learns the hard way that you're just trying to shove in as much as you can in the beginning when you're trying to establish yourself and make a name for yourself. It's it's Honestly, it's not really worth it. I quickly made up a rule. I only do, after learning the hard way, I only do two vendor events a month. I try to li- okay. limit to that, do a weekend, have a weekend off, um, and take on a concept of i'll I'll get done what i what I can get done. Like yeah. if I'm preparing for a vendor event, um in the in the very beginning, like December around Christmas, I would stay up until two am making kits. Um, mm-hmm. and now i'm I'm gonna be like more the past couple events, i I would stay up until about eleven thirty or midnight mm-hmm. and just say, when I get done is what I get done. If people like it, they can we we can set something up on Etsy. We can make things happen, but it's gonna be okay. so yeah. the time management, the boundaries um and involving your your family as much as you can because no one else is gonna support you better than them,
0: yeah, I, I love that you works. said that. I don't think anybody has has mentioned as advice to get your family involved, so I really do love that. And I think that resonates with us because that's exactly what we're doing with the podcast. We've got each other. And it really does help. I love that (laughs) because it's, you know, there's three of us bouncing ideas back and uh, back and forth. So it's been really a blessing to have, you know, my family here doing this with me Um, before we close out, Kaylee, could you share with us um, how people find you on social media, your handles, your websites, all that fun stuff. So people can go and snag at these creative kits.
1: Yes. um, It is all, um, Facebook and Instagram and Etsy. It's all um, KCR Creative Kits. It's all one word. So if you um, type that into um, Facebook, that's my Facebook page, KCR Creative Kits. Um, That's the Etsy shop um, and Instagram is um, KCR Creative because on Instagram, I think that the kits part was taken.
0: <laughs> oh no! <laughs>
1: um, but that's all—all all of that. And um, I, anybody that is like listening or tuning in, just as a thank you, if, if anybody wants to hop onto Etsy and order, um, I'll have a, a a custom promo code um, that I can share for um, for the users. Should I share? Should I share that now? well sure yeah
0: yeah.
1: okay so it's just going to be um wayward 15 so if you're listening Mm -hmm. wayward 15 um to get a
0: discount in there
2: love Love that that's That's awesome awesome. Yeah. so awesome um okay go ahead
1: keep going i actually don't know what i was gonna say
0: (laughs) 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 i'm sorry No, it's okay. I was going to say, it has been a blast having you on here. I love these kids. Uh, even if you're an adult, you need to go get one because I've been like squishing my fingers in the Play-Doh while we've been doing this podcast. <laughs> you clearly have such a passion for this. I love that you bring education into it and that you're focusing on um, just building up our children and keeping your family involved in your business and making sure that kids have opportunities to explore and use their senses. So it has been such an honor and a pleasure having you on here. Well, thank um, you. Yes, anytime. We're going to I think we're going to try to have everyone come back next year and see how how everything went with their year.
1: That's cool. Um yeah, <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for Weeks And this uh, was exactly the experience I wanted it to be. I completely appreciate what the three of you are doing and how you're supporting folks and your story. Um, It's so unique and it's so special. And I'm just thrilled to be a part of your story. So thank you for having me on here. Um,
0: Anytime.
1: Look forward to to coming back. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Thank
3: you. Mom, do you want to close this out? Absolutely. Thanks again, Kaylee, for joining us tonight. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. We are the way we it's reminding you to keep it real.
2: Have a good night, guys. Bye. Bye.